Hi, this is Corey Chambers at Los Angeles. Your home sold. Guaranteed or I'll buy it. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. Bitcoin billions or bust presentation. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or we will arrange for private preview upon request. If you have a home you'd like to sell, then you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you could sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. So what we're going to do today is uh, I've been working on a presentation taking way, way, way too long to do it uh, because Bitcoin is, you know, moves relatively quickly, although it may, might not seem like it if you want it to, you know, double in price tomorrow. Uh, but compared to other investments, Bitcoin has certainly moved quickly because it's gone up about 2 million percent since uh, it was um, invented about 10 years ago, more than 10 years ago now. So now that uh, Bitcoin has reached its 10-year birthday and gone up 2 million percent, the uh, first transaction uh, ever uh, of Bitcoin was, is famous and historic called uh, just Google Bitcoin Pizza. And you will see that the first transaction, well, you know, people were mining Bitcoins. It was new and exciting to nerds, computer nerds. It was also exciting to people who were into economics, people that were into cryptography, uh, people that were into internet security, people that are libertarians, and people that were into uh, money, I guess, in general, um, which is a lot of people. So that's the aspect of Bitcoin that we could, most people can latch onto and, and identify with to a certain extent since the vast majority of people are uh, at least willing to deal with, with money um, when necessary, when it's if, you know, practical. So uh, that's how Bitcoin got started. And so they were mining these uh, Bitcoins and initially, you know, to catch on, it was easy to mine a lot of Bitcoins. Uh, you could mine thousands of Bitcoins f fairly quickly and easily um, if you were uh, basically a computer nerd to, or had a computer nerd helping you. Then you could mine uh, Bitcoins, tens, dozens, hundreds, thousands, even tens of thousands of Bitcoins uh, on even just a regular computer. And then if you had like a really good math graphics card and so forth you could mine even more then later on they realized uh, as soon as Bitcoin um, started to jump up in value then they started making some some special hardware to mine the Bitcoin even faster but before that happened came the two pizzas the Bitcoin pizzas so 
the first transaction that's documented for uh, Bitcoin. A guy over the internet said, hey, I have 10,000 or I've got tens of thousands of Bitcoins. Um, I'm going to do, you know, the first transaction with these. So if somebody will uh, deliver two pizzas to me, I'll pay you 10,000 Bitcoins. That was the first transaction. And so uh, somebody agreed and he actually ordered the two pizzas, had them delivered. And the man with the 10,000 Bitcoins paid. They, he sent them to the person who uh, bought him the two pizzas that had them delivered. And that was the first transaction. So that was a very historic transaction. And the, not only was that a historic transaction because it was the first Bitcoin transaction, but that was also the most dramatic transaction ever in history as far as value and valuation is concerned because as we know today those 10,000 bitcoins which were considered of little value back then except for the guy who wanted to do, you know do the first transaction and whatever his motivation was uh, he wanted the bitcoins he felt that maybe they were had some possibilities. Um, so they uh, that 10,000 bitcoins is now worth 10,000 times 7,000, which is 70, 000, uh, 70 million dollars. So those two bitcoin pizzas now are 70 million dollar pizzas. That's 35 million dollars per pizza. So that's why not only uh, was it the first Bitcoin transaction, but it's the most famous transaction in history as far as the uh, value uh, change. So, but that what that tells us uh, about Bitcoin is that when you put spend a little bit of money on Bitcoin, uh, you can get a lot, and you can get a whole lot, one hell of a lot one unprecedented historic amount of value when you uh, get those bitcoins because the guy got his two pizzas and now the guy who paid for the pizzas if he still has his bitcoins he's got 70 million dollars 70 million dollars worth of bitcoin which he could sell and would it cost him money and time and effort to sell it? Yeah, but not very much. Uh, you probably would need to sell it in, in chunks rather than looking for someone who has 70 million liquid. Um, but um, selling it in, in chunks certainly would be a, a lot of fun. So I suspect that the guy who bought those two pizzas, I have to do some more research. I saw the interview with the guy who sold the pizzas. He was proud to do the first, um, I'm, uh, no, the guy who bought the pizzas, who, who traded the pizzas for the Bitcoin. Uh, he was um, proud to do the first transaction and he explained his uh, motivation for the transaction. It was not just to get some 
pizza as it was to do the first Bitcoin transaction because Bitcoin was so new and he had not seen anybody else do a transaction thus far. So today what we're doing is I'm, I've been working on, I've done a few audio podcasts about Bitcoin and just like all, all my audio podcasts, I'm walking my dog while I'm doing them. I have no notes, just things in my head. Um, as most people know by now, I'm not the world's greatest improv- <laughs> improvisational speaker. But I'm getting better at it, and that was part of the reason I do what I do, is, is to get better at that. And uh, so what we're doing today... Wubby, come. Come, 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 come. Walking my dog as usual. He's, he's an, the aggressive dog who, wants, who has his own puppy-wuppy agenda. And he, I think he smells a corner of a car that another dog has apparently peed on. I can't see any pee, but... No, no, you're not paying on the car. Come on. I do see the uh, shadow of where a dog had peed on it. But the car is parked uh, on the sidewalk, so uh, it probably deserves to be peed on. <laughs> um, I, let, I let him pee on the tire a little bit because he doesn't pee very much. Um, so what we're doing is we're, we're actually working on the outline right now, and you're helping me with that. Thank you. Uh, the outline of the presentation. So I'm going to just start giving these um, free online uh, webinars, presentations about Bitcoin. And then in that, uh, so that's going to help people learn about Bitcoin, people that are mainly uh, beginners. So we're going to have basically three we're going to have the beginner, the intermediate, and the advanced. Um, so this is the beginner that we're working on. So <clears throat> we're, it's going to have to include that Bitcoin pizza thing, maybe a shorter, condensed version of that Bitcoin pizza story. Because um, that's a pretty good opener for getting people to understand what's happening with the value of Bitcoin. And that what it is, because that explains a lot of things. What it is, uh, how easy you can do a transaction, and um, how much the value of Bitcoin goes up. And for the people who spend their Bitcoin, uh, when you spend Bitcoin, you're spending a lot because you're spending all that future potential value. So that's one reason why it hasn't become the... It hasn't replaced dollars yet because um, when you spend a dollar, you've gotten rid of something that's going to go down in value by uh, 1%, 2%, 3%, 10% in a year. So getting rid of that dollar is a fairly good idea, especially now that the interest on your savings is roughly zero. So, whereas Bitcoin is, is the opposite, uh, Bitcoin kind of discourages you from, from using it as money because the value has gone up so much. But people still do use it as money because it still has uh, benefits and still has reasons to use it for money. But 
generally you want to use Bitcoin for money for things that you cannot use your credit card for. So if you are um, doing, uh, want to do some gambling on a uh, on a offshore gambling website, there's a good chance they're going to take Bitcoin and not credit cards. And it may not be quite legal. However, I certainly believe that, uh, and most people agree, uh, that um, probably no one's going to be coming after you if you're just gambling a little bit for your own research or your own little amusement. Um, but the more things that they make illegal also does not really encourage dis- discourage Bitcoin. It kind of encourages it. So making thing, more and more things illegal to discourage Bitcoin doesn't work because uh, we're going to go over all the advantages of Bitcoin, but one of them is that it's more private than uh, credit cards. Credit cards are not private at all. Any any uh, law enforcement agency, I think these days they don't even need a warrant. They just contact the credit card company. They probably have... Uh, probably only need to enter a couple little fields on the computer to pull up your credit card, your private credit card transaction. Um, so whereas Bitcoin, they would need to do a lot more than that. They would need to do good old fashioned police work to find out uh, what happened with the transaction because there's, they can't just pull it up like that. Like like they can pull up your private credit card transactions. Uh, so Bitcoin, though, is like dollar bills. I mean, people can... Uh, they, with your dollar bills, that's also a private transaction because the government cannot just pull up your dollar bill transaction. They have no way of doing that because uh, those serial numbers are not recorded when you do a dollar bill transaction. Well, they're not usually recorded. Um... So let's go back to our list of things that we want to talk about in a 10-minute presentation. So we're spending right now probably maybe 20 or 30 minutes to practice for this 10-minute presentation. But by talking about it, it's gelling in my mind uh, since you being kind enough to listen to me form this presentation right now. And if you have any uh, feedback, that'd be great. Uh, any comments or suggestions. So we're going to have the Bitcoin pizza. We're going to say what uh, Bitcoin is to boil it down to its very simplest essence. Bitcoin is the internet of money. So we're going to have the... Uh, pizza story, the Bitcoin pizza story. We're going to say what Bitcoin is, the internet of money, because by now people pretty much know what the internet is and they know what money is. So, uh, then we'll go over what are the main features and benefits of Bitcoin. What are the features and benefits of Bitcoin? So I mentioned some of them. You can buy things with Bitcoin. 
sell things, buy and sell things. You can do transactions with Bitcoin, just like you would do with cash or a credit card or trading. So, uh, and then you do it more private. So more private than a credit card. And uh, not only is it nice to not have the government and or banks. Obviously, when you use a credit card, the credit card company can look at your transaction as much as they want. That, that's not private when you have a company or or bank or corporation that can look at your um, transaction uh, whenever they feel like it. And uh, if they don't like something that you purchase, then they can just, on their own initiative, they can just give it to uh, anybody that they want to investigate it or whatever. So, uh, as a government and um, major corporations put more and more restrictions on free speech and so forth, like they have jailed um, the uh, best-selling author, Kevin Trudeau, the guy who wrote the Mega Memory Tapes, and the, um, he wrote his best-selling books on uh, um, diet tips and health tips and stuff that they, that they don't want you to know about, so they put him in jail uh, forever without a jury. <laughs> um, and so, uh, those are good reasons to want to keep your transactions private if you want to write a book and not be thrown in jail for life um, and so forth then you uh, then you know you would want to keep things more private uh, as far as your finance your finances goes uh, also people just don't it makes sense if you don't have to have a bank or government involved in your transaction, then most people would not want that. So that's something that's popular. Uh, some people probably 30%, 60%, probably more like 30% would prefer to have a government or bank involved in their transaction to protect them somehow. But... Um, at least 20 or 30% of people, maybe 50 or 60% would really if, prefer to never have a bank or government involved in their, in their transaction. So when you're using dollars, you're having, of course, the U.S. government involved in your transaction because the Fed, the Federal Reserve and other government forces are manipulating the dollar uh, constantly and doing whatever their political goals are, their political aims, uh, they're using the dollar for that. Uh, another key thing about Bitcoin is that it was not created by a government, not created by a corporation, not created by a company, uh, not even created by an individual. So that's one of the best things for most people about Bitcoin is that it is open source, world community, made by everybody, 
there are limits to that. There's like one guy who sort of has the code for it, but he currently is a very trusted guy. What is it? Andresen, I think is his last name. Uh, Gavin Andresen, uh, if I recall correctly. Um, and he's probably in hiding now so, people, so he doesn't get kidnapped. <laughs> and also for the same... Uh, of course, we got have to mention that uh, Satoshi Nakamoto is in hiding uh, because the people who created this, they don't want the CIA or NSA uh, to come up to them and say, hey, you can't just create money. You're competing against us. Um, the government will say, uh, you know, we don't, we don't want any financial criminals because we don't want any competition get it <laughs> so the creators of the original creators of Bitcoin uh, have have made themselves uh, scarce because they don't want to have that conversation with the government telling them uh, you better do as we tell you because you're a criminal and that means we don't want any competition um I think even most government people would agree with that, with that uh, thinking. Um, I have worked for the federal government. I think I still have a some sort of high-level security clearance, extra high-level security clearance, more or less. Um, and the other the friends who also work for the government, state and federal, they. Um, you know, none of them would give their lives for the government to do some political purpose. Uh, like me, they might, they might give their lives to fight for freedom, to fight for freedom, liberty, free enterprise, and for privacy of our money. That's one reason why the government has not been able to take 100% of our privacy away from money at this point. So private money and private transactions are still legal. And one reason they're still legal is not only would people fight for that, but it's impossible to, to make all private transactions um, become you know, public or open to the government interference. Or, so that's not gonna be happening. And now that Bitcoin is here, it's, it's another assurance that the government will not be forcing us to all use a government-controlled uh, type of money where the government can just look at your transaction. There's many reasons for that. One is that when a rogue member of the government who maybe doesn't like you or doesn't like what groups you belong to, when he wants to cause problems with you, he just look at your all your transactions, find something he doesn't like, maybe find something you did that's unpopular, maybe you bought porn from an unlicensed vendor or something, uh, maybe you did uh, something else that a lot of people do that people don't admit that they do, some kind of marijuana, which is still a federal offense. 
So there's a million things, a million reasons you don't want the government snooping in your transactions like a piece of cake. In the meantime, uh, Trump has plenty of bad things going for him, but one of the worst is uh, Attorney General Barr, who keeps saying over and over, we need phones, we need iPhones and Android to let us in, to let us look at it whenever we want. We need, uh, we need to get into voicemail. We need to be able to read emails whenever we want. Gmail and Yahoo Mail. and They need to let us in to look at everyone's email whenever we want because, you know, we got law enforcement we need to do. We have to. We need it. We got to get in there. And, of course, he's not only wrong but extremely, extremely wrong uh, most people agree with the, the reasons that I've given. You just don't want law enforcement looking at your stuff, and you especially don't want a rogue law enforcement officer or whatever government administration that you don't agree with looking at your stuff. And that's one of the things that the Democrats, Republicans, but especially Democrats, have had a hard time understanding is when you vote to give power to the government to control your health care and other stuff, you're giving uh, power to the other party. They get elected half the time. So it's just common sense if you put an extra two seconds of thought into it that you don't give power to people who might be against you, against what you're trying to accomplish. And yet the Democrats keep doing it. The, <laughs> Oh, we're gonna give Trump emergency powers. We gotta tell Trump he needs to he needs to invoke emergency uh, powers. Oh, by the way, uh, Democrats, when you tell Trump to invoke emergency powers, guess what? He has emergency powers over you. He has emergency Republican powers over the Democrat powers. So, uh, look it up. All the details, all the things that Trump can do and how those can affect uh, Democrats and vice versa. So that gets us back to Bitcoin. And you don't want other people who may or may not agree with whatever the heck you want to do. Suppose you're uh, the most boring, mild, upstanding citizen on Earth. Well. There's going to be government officials who don't like boring, fine, upstanding citizens. <laughs> if you're not part of their movement, they're going to want to put you down. So, another reason you don't want the government to be able to look at your finances. I think most people agree with that anyway. But I got to say all that in just a few seconds in the uh, Bitcoin seminar presentation that we're that we're working on okay so um, those are some of the most important things to about Bitcoin what else about Bitcoin 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 we've kind of covered most more than half of what we need to put into our presentation uh, we got to include a little bit of technical details in the beginner presentation. 
But the technical details are very similar to internet and email. You have uh, the internet, you have mobile phones, you have fast, you have speed. Um, so just like you make a payment through PayPal or credit card or Venmo or the Cash App, um, younger people know these things better than older people. But even older people use credit cards and PayPal. Uh, so Bitcoin just is the same thing. It's an electronic transaction. Yeah, if every computer in the world goes down, then you won't be able to do your, your um, Bitcoin transaction. But if every computer in the world goes down, you won't be able to make a credit card transaction or PayPal or Venmo either. You'll only be able to use dollar bills and coin, uh, gold, gold coins and silver coins and maybe copper coins. So uh, that's all you need to know about the technical. There's a lot of technical details, but um, the main technical detail people need to know about in this first presentation is, uh, well, um, how do I get Bitcoin? How do I know for sure that I could make use of it? Um, can it go down in value? Let's do, answer the technical questions first. The most popular ways to get Bitcoin is, number one, uh, Coinbase.com and other, um, if you just Google search, um, Bitcoin exchange. Uh, number two would be local Bitcoins. By the way, Coinbase used to be more government-linked and local Bitcoins used to be more private. Um, but local bitcoins has uh, they've they've uh, hooked up to the government since then. They've they've hooked up with the government. But um, the way you can still do a private transaction is you um, you just do this. Uh, you just tell local bitcoins about the very smallest transaction that you might want to do, and then once you find the person who will do the small transaction. It's up to you if you later want to do a bigger transaction with them, and that way it would be totally private between you and them. And so that's uh, that's why local bitcoins is still the way to, uh, if you want m more private transactions in the future with the uh, people who you are buying and selling bitcoin with, because people still have the right to private transactions, and if uh, only exchanges have to report know all of your big transactions and they report all of your big uh, balances and all of your big transactions uh, to the IRS and, and so forth so local bitcoins will do the same reporting but uh, once you use local bitcoins website and then you reach the human on the other end then it's that there's no longer any reporting requirements except for the basic IRS reporting requirements that you are legally responsible for uh, for you know whatever the IRS tells you that you have to report um, on you know voluntarily so 
That's localbitcoins.com. And then the other way is if you just have a friend or something that um, has Bitcoin, that will sell, they'll sell it to you. Or you have Bitcoin you want to sell to them. And of course, also, you can just buy things. Once you have Bitcoin, you can just buy things with it. Another way to get Bitcoin is you can sell things, sell your services and products, and accept Bitcoin. That's one that I probably haven't given enough thought to, but if you have a website that sells products or services, or if you have anything that sells products and services, then you obviously should be accepting Bitcoin because that way you can accept Bitcoin and you don't have to do any special reporting for that uh, any differently from what you would uh, do for dollars. The only thing you'll have to report is when you make some good money when your Bitcoin goes up in value a lot the IRS wants you to pay taxes on your on your gains uh, so just like if you buy anything else of value and, then, and your assets go up then um, once you sell or spend those assets you have a taxable event something like that uh, so you want to ask an accountant about those details. Um, technical. Uh, there's apps you can put on your mobile phone that can help you buy and sell Bitcoin, uh, receive Bitcoin, give Bitcoin. Um, if you just go on your uh, phone and just type in Bitcoin, you'll see some uh, Bitcoin wallet. I guess we need to tell people what a Bitcoin wallet is, uh, and and top seven mistakes that people make with Bitcoin. Bitcoin wallet is uh, like an email account where you keep your emails, where you send and receive your emails. Uh, it's also like a wallet that you have your dollars in and your credit cards. So the um, Bitcoin wallet is obviously where you keep your Bitcoin and you can um, send it and receive it, you could spend it, uh, and so forth. And it's actually just uh, one number, like a bank account number or a credit card number. The Bitcoin wallet is, is one, one number, basically. Um, although I suppose there's some different types of wallets that may have more than one, but basically one uh, sort of account number which is a long number with letters and numbers uh, because there's trillions of these um, combinations. I think billions of trillions or at least tens of trillions of combinations. Um, let's see, what else? <laughs> so I'm going to talk more about protecting... Let's get to the seven deadly mistakes that people make with Bitcoin. If I can remember all of them. <laughs> I've written them down, but I don't have them written down in front of me. Uh, number one mistake in Bitcoin. If I can get six out of seven of these, or five out of seven right now, we'll be all set. But I have them written down on my computer. Okay, so number one, number one mistake is, uh, number one mistake, number one mistake is failing to learn about Bitcoin. 
Number one Bitcoin mistake out of seven deadly Bitcoin mistakes. Number one mistake is failing to learn about Bitcoin. Number two mistake. Oh, I think I'm going to forget most of these. Number two biggest mistake with Bitcoin is not buying any Bitcoin. So not getting any Bitcoin. That's mistake number two. Number three, selling your Bitcoin too fast or too early, getting rid of your Bitcoin. Number four, losing your Bitcoin. Losing Bitcoin is very common. So I gotta tell you how not to lose your Bitcoin. Uh, don't lose your Bitcoin. Uh, keep it, uh, only keep it on your phone, a small amount that if you, Wuppy, come, come. If you need it for transactions, you're going to go buy a pizza with Bitcoin or you're going to go to a store that accepts Bitcoin or whatever. Um, There's exchanges that will keep your Bitcoin. I mentioned Coinbase will keep your Bitcoin. I think local Bitcoins might have, um, I think, yeah, they have a wallet where they keep your Bitcoin, I think, as well. And so do a lot of other exchanges and a lot of other wallets uh, will keep your Bitcoin for you. But exchanges go out of business. They lose the Bitcoin. They steal it. They let it get stolen. All kinds of stuff happens at exchanges. So, And also Coinbase. You cannot trust anyone with your Bitcoin any further than you can throw them. Uh, you definitely cannot trust... Coinbase any further than you can throw Coinbase. They don't even have a phone number <laughs> or a location. So when you let Coinbase hold on to your money, you're letting just random banksters hold on to your money. And uh, not all, not everybody in, in Coinbase, not everybody who works at Coinbase is going to be um, honest. They got a lot of people working there now. So even if by some form of luck that all of their top leaders are honest, you still have all the miscellaneous people and 100% guarantee they're not all honest. So do not keep a lot of money with any exchange. Uh, I'm talking about Coinbase and all the other exchanges as well. So where do you want to keep it? You When you have a large amount of Bitcoin, you want to keep it offline where the whole world cannot hack it and you want to keep it on a paper wallet all that means is you take that that number that bitcoin number that i told you about and you print it out that's it so it's very easy if you have a magnifying glass you can even read it and uh write it down um but don't put it in a place that can get hacked. Don't put it in a place where it can get lost. And the good thing about putting it on paper also is that you can make a copy. You put one copy in your fireproof safe at home. And you put the other copy in your um, bank safety deposit box. That way there's your Bitcoin is 100% protected. Now the only thing is when you, when you take your... Uh, Bitcoin offline, you got to make sure that uh, 
whoever's giving you your wallet is trustworthy, which they usually are. They always have been, um, you know, from what I've seen and heard. So that's another reason why your Bitcoin wallet, your paper wallet is, is safe. And then you don't have it online anywhere. Um, getting back to the technical part, uh, even your offline Bitcoin is still online, but it's only the encrypted version is online. The encrypted Bitcoin is online, and because uh, everybody has it, that's that's the technology part. Is that's why it's called blockchain because uh, a blockchain means that every time you do a transaction, uh, everybody receives the entire record of everything. That's why Bitcoin transactions can be sometimes slower than credit card transactions because they are actually transmitting, uh, a lot is going on <laughs> to keep it uh, safe. There's a type of um, encryption going on. There's the blockchain, uh, which is a distributed ledger, meaning that everybody is getting this copy of the ledger. So if you're not an accountant or bookkeeper, a ledger is just where you, a ledger is like your, um, your bank uh, passbook, uh, where it says, you know, this amount was deposited, this amount was withdrawn. So that's the uh, blockchain. Blockchain means a distributed ledger. Uh, but the uh, interesting thing about blockchain is that it could be used for uh, not just money, but for a whole lot of different things. So that's one of the most exciting things about Bitcoin that people don't know about. And that's why it has already spawned some very worthy competitors like Ethereum. Ethereum, block, uh, Bitcoin is the number one cryptocurrency. Ethereum is the number one cryptocurrency for use in um, automated um, business transactions uh, because the blockchain can carry a lot of information, not just the money coming in and out, but other pertinent information, including an entire business transaction or an entire uh, website, you know, transaction. Uh, it can contain the basic information of um, documents. And so it can be used for any type of validation. Uh, so in the future, anything that can be, that needs a third party to validate it, like uh, the deed for your house, or um, test scores, um, artwork, and just a million other things, uh, countless other th things that need validation by a third party, um, Bitcoin can do all that. And Ethereum was designed to do it even, uh, even more of it. So that's why Ethereum is the number two by the way, uh, the reason why Bitcoin and Ethereum are the most popular, and then also Ripple, one number one, two, and three most popular cryptocurrencies, is because you have to have those if you want to do certain things. There's many websites, I mentioned gambling, but there's, there's websites just with legitimate products, popular products and services that only take Bitcoin, and there's more and more of those. 
and so uh, also anything Bitcoin related, like if you want to buy, uh, if you want to do some mining of Bitcoin, you actually have to pay them in Bitcoin because banks are still not, uh, they're still not 100% on board with Bitcoin, although they're, they've been moving in that direction. They kind of, that's why they launched Ripple. So if you're doing any uh, banking, a lot of banking uh, has to be done in Ripple. That's why Ripple's number three. Ethereum, if you're doing, there's, if you're doing like an online game um, that involves um, cryptocurrency that's a little bit like gambling but maybe not quite it can be like sort of a hybrid between a video game with gambling because there's a there's a whole fine line and fuzzy line and gray area when you're doing games of what is gambling and what is not um so uh, when, when it's one of those games that is a little bit more fuzzy, uh, some of those have to be done on Ethereum and not on uh, credit cards. Also, if, if the game involves cryptocurrency, because it doesn't involve dollars, then it has to be done with cryptocurrency. Credit card companies won't allow you to sort of have fun with, with cryptocurrencies. Uh, while using a credit card to pay for it. So another reason why you have to have Ethereum for all those websites and, and games and stuff that uses Ethereum. If you ever uh, may have heard of CryptoKitties, the average person has not heard of CryptoKitties or Hash Puppies and a, many assorted other games and stuff that, that work with um, Ethereum. So that's why... Now, we've heard of other cryptocurrencies like Litecoin, Dogecoin, and so forth, which are cute, but they don't um, have the requirement to use them. They don't have the critical mass that Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Ripple have for users. So, like, your telephone is, like, worthless if you're the only person that has a phone or maybe a handful of other people in the world who you don't care to talk to have phones, your phone's worthless. So once everybody gets a phone, it becomes more valuable. Same thing with the internet. Initially, the internet was, you know, a big yawn to most people, except for technical nerds, computer nerds and stuff, geeks, people in college. Um, They were the first to use it. But now that everybody is on the internet, that's where the real value of the internet has has happened. So it's the same thing with Bitcoin. Uh, so where is Bitcoin in this in its infancy? Bitcoin is in its infancy. Well, most interesting thing about Bitcoin that you hear all the time, if you like, just Google search Bitcoin, uh, especially if it's having a big rally and shooting up like, you know, a thousand percent or ten thousand percent in a short period of time. Uh, that's when you'll hear people. Um, You'll see a blog post or an article or a fake news article come out that says Bitcoin is dead. 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 And I'm referring to all these articles that keep coming out for the last 10 years. (laughs) Bitcoin is dead. You'll see it when Bitcoin's shooting up. Bitcoin is dead. You'll see it when Bitcoin is going down in price. Bitcoin is dead. You'll see uh, when Bitcoin is just staying stable for a while, Bitcoin is dead. 
So no matter what's happening, people are saying Bitcoin is dead. So just look it up and you'll see Bitcoin is dead is kind of like a piece of history, just like the Bitcoin pizza. Um, that's part of Bitcoin and part of culture and society and history is these people saying, oh, Bitcoin is dead. And they'll just give some cockamamie opinion, um, usually from a nobody or a relative nobody um, giving their opinion on Bitcoin or, or it'll be just some semi-popular website. Um, but there's one thing that I have to include in the very first presentation, which is uh, maybe is there any truth that Bitcoin is dead? Is there any truth? You'll hear, you'll hear people say Bitcoin is a bubble. Bitcoin is a pyramid, you'll hear. You'll hear people saying all those things. Bitcoin is nothing. My friend who is fairly smart who says Bitcoin, he's not buying any Bitcoin because he doesn't like where it's going. He says, Bitcoin is just finding the next person. Like, a oh, Bitcoin is a Ponzi scheme. So you hear all that. Bitcoin is just finding the next person to, who will pay more for it than what you paid. Well, guess what? Uh, if that's true, then um, stocks are a pyramid. Stocks are a Ponzi scheme. Uh, gold is a pyramid. Gold is a Ponzi scheme. They'll say, no, gold is tangible. Gold has real intrinsic value, physical value. It's a physical thing. You could hold it in your hand and you can say, ooh, this is valuable. And other people will agree. Well, guess what? Um, is your checking account a thing you can hold in your hand and say it's valuable? Uh, because a Bitcoin wallet, a paper wallet is something you can hold in your hand and you can say this is worth uh, $15,000 or whatever. So, you, it, um, so it's, the only difference is um, your, your checking account is not going up in value. It's close to 0% interest. Uh, it's going down more than it's going up. The, um, while your Bitcoin wallet that you hold in your hand goes up in value. So that's the biggest thing. And do you buy Bitcoin simply because for the only purpose is that it's going to go up in value because somebody will be paying more? Uh, no, that's not the only reason to have Bitcoin. I explained already all the other the things that Bitcoin does. Uh, there's a whole lot more. There's infinitely more things that Bitcoin does than I could possibly explain in a 10-minute uh, presentation. A Bitcoin is a show that you can do. I could do a five-hour-a-day radio show on Bitcoin easily. There are, there are shows that, that, that go on for five hours a day that talk about Bitcoin. And then you could have another person come on and talk for another five hours about Bitcoin and uh, you know, giving their, their take on it and talking about what they specialize in and their, and their guest speakers and so forth. So uh, just like the internet, Bitcoin is, I would say, smaller than the internet because Bitcoin uh, well, has a lot fewer people for one thing and it's just one facet, it's, it's payments. Whereas the internet is like everything. It's like Bitcoin is like, a, you know, like email is only one part of the internet. The internet has all this stuff. The internet has email, it has um, Bitcoin going on, it has all those games I was talking about, and it has, of course, billions, trillions of other stuff that you could do on it. So um, that's pretty much covering all of it. And uh, 
So tell me what you think about that, and uh, tell me uh, if you have any comments or questions. You could reach me at uh, coreychambers at yahoo.com or call me at 213-880-9910. Thanks for listening in. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. As I mentioned earlier, property information packet on any loft, condo, or house is available upon request. Uh, Call 213-880-9910 now. And uh, you take care. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Corey Chambers. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. We're in Los Angeles, California. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly we will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or we will arrange for a private preview upon request. Excuse me. (coughs) Just got a touch of coronavirus, perhaps. Uh, Currently, during the uh, crisis, we are offering for free, no charge. If you see a property interested in, we will go in, we will video, and we will upload it to YouTube for you, and you'll be able to watch it on YouTube. Any property in downtown Los Angeles, and almost any property in all of Los Angeles, and most properties in California and beyond. So that's a free service by us, our team. We will either uh, do it ourselves or we will have somebody do that uh, for you at no charge. Um, If you have a home you'd like to sell, you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you or I'll buy it for cash. This guarantee will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you could sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. So this is the second segment, part two, of Bitcoin Billions or Bust, the presentation. This is for beginners who just want to get involved with Bitcoin or at least want to learn about it. Uh, because uh, we have our list of seven deadly Bitcoin mistakes. The number one Bitcoin mistake is failing to learn about Bitcoin. And you've already made it halfway. You've heard about it and you've started to uh, learn. See, more than halfway there to learning about Bitcoin. If you listen to segment one, you've already learned about uh, 90% of the basics, 80 or 90% of the basics. We're just going to cover a few more of the absolute basics and I'm going to take this 40 or 50 minutes or hour of um, of audio and condense it down to 10 minutes it might need to be 20 minutes <laughs> anywhere from 2 minutes to, to 20 minutes we might have a couple different ones uh, a 2 minute a 10 minute and a 20 minute Uh, version of the uh, webinar. So, um, what else? Oh, maybe we should also, obviously we should also have a an hour long or hour and a half or two hour. Probably the two hour should be for in-person and in-person seminar. Okay, so let's just finish this way, sweetie. 
way, sweetie puppy. Come on. So, um, uh, I think I've covered everything. What else did I not cover yet? Um, Bitcoin. So, you want to own at least a little bit of Bitcoin. So, Bitcoin is broken up into pieces. There's one Bitcoin. Uh, there's, um, there's a, no, up. you're going to get sprayed by a skunk. Come on, this way. Oh, is that two cats? Come on, come, come. This way. This way, sweetie. Are those cats or skunks? Either way, you should not be bothering them. We're in a beautiful Elysian Park, one of the largest parks in Los Angeles. We're in central Los Angeles. A lot of people don't know that right in the middle of downtown by, uh, right in the middle by downtown and is Elysian Park, and Dodger Stadium is actually in Elysian Park. They just mowed down part of Elysian Park and put a baseball stadium there uh, what, 50 years ago, I guess. When was the Dodger Stadium built? Anyway, let's just finish this. Come on, puppy puppy. We're trying to finish this Bitcoin presentation notes. So as I mentioned in the first segment, this is this. We're working on um, presentation for beginners to Bitcoin. Um, but we want to leave people with actionable information. So not only are you learning the basics, so that way you will no longer be making the the first mistake of the seven deadly Bitcoin mistakes, but you will actually be prepared to buy or sell Bitcoin. Now, I mentioned how to do that in the last segment um, and why, who you, which one you want to choose. So basically, if you, if you use that, but I wanted to make a more of a direct offer to help people directly. So... Uh, we're going to do that in one of two ways uh, in the future, which is uh, we're, I'm going to actually help people buy the Bitcoin right then and there. Say they don't know how to use Coinbase, they barely know how to turn on a computer, they, they barely know how to turn on a computer, they are just learning how to buy Bitcoin, just learning how to sell Bitcoin, just learning how to uh, trade, just learning how to buy something with Bitcoin. Okay, uh, but basically, if you just need, sometimes people just need a little bit of help. They don't know how to get started. So well, that's what we're going to offer for free. Just call us or email coreychambers at yahoo.com. Let's use a special Bitcoin email address. Bitcoin at ntar.com. <clears throat> Bitcoin, B-I-T-C-O-I-N, at ntar.com. That's E-N-T-A-R.com. Bitcoin at ntar.com. That way, when I receive that, I know that you're asking for some free help with Bitcoin. Another way is to call me, 213-880-9910. And I'm surprised at how few people take the initiative. I guess the people that have the initiative, they've already just talked to other people, already gotten help, or they just figure things out by 
uh, on the Coinbase website or they figure things out on local Bitcoins or they meet someone else who has Bitcoin and teaches them. So those are the ways that people usually get help with their Bitcoin, but I am here for the people who do want my help directly and for free. Someone who has uh, success in my, my own Bitcoin, uh, making tens of thousands of dollars of profit, and also uh, who has a lot of success in helping people make millions of dollars with investments, millions of dollars in uh, real estate and all that good stuff. Um, the second way is to uh, subscribe to uh, our Bitcoin Billions or Bust uh, website, which I guess I have to get that uh, website up and running again. Um, that would help a lot. And that's basically an educational website about how to do all these things. And you'll be able to find the basic webinar on there, and then you'll be able to um, find the, the intermediate webinar, the intermediate Bitcoin webinar, and then the advanced Bitcoin webinar as well. But uh, people in the first webinar, it's just all about the first webinar. Like other webinars, we probably won't mention the upcoming, you know, more advanced learning until the end of the first seminar when people are ready to, uh, you know, when they have the foundation. Because once you've done the the beginning webinar, then you have the foundation so that you'll be able to understand and implement the intermediate Bitcoin webinar. There is a mirror up there that falls down. It's really going to shatter. Uh, but I'm mocking the dog, and I have to let someone who's maybe younger and taller or more wryly grab that mirror. Um, so, is that it for the second segment? Yeah, that's it. That's the the offer basically. But I didn't add it to the uh, to the first segment, and we might have a third choice. Ah, third choice. Just tell us what kind of help you want. That's the third choice. Um, what kind of help do you want with Bitcoin? Uh, another thing is that uh, hiring for someone who doesn't have any money, uh, and but they do have some time they can spend on their computer to uh, make money with Bitcoin then uh, just uh, contact us and let us know, hey, I have no money, and you're the first person I've heard offer uh, Bitcoin or help with Bitcoin for, uh, for free just for, you know, trading some la a little bit of labor on a computer. So if that's you, then let us know. Bitcoin at ntar.com. That's B-I-T-C-O-I-N at E-N-T-A-R.com. And that covers everything. Thanks for listening. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. As I mentioned earlier, a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house is available upon request. Also, right now, we're offering as a free community service during the crisis. If you see any properties that are of interest to you and you want us to make it, uh, upload a video to YouTube, if we don't already have the video on YouTube for you, 
we will go make the video and put it on YouTube for you. That way you can see the interior of any property, a full walkthrough so you can see close to 100% of everything going on inside the interior of that property. Free of charge, no obligation. Call 213-880-9910 now. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks again, and you take care. Bye-bye. Hi, this is Corey Chambers in Los Angeles. Your home sold, guaranteed, or I'll buy it. Thanks for taking a minute to listen in. In a moment, I'll share with you some valuable information about this topic. Bitcoin, billions, or bust, part three. Bust and billions. If you see any properties that are of interest to you, let us know. We will gladly send you a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house, or we will arrange for a private preview upon request. If you have a home you'd like to sell, then you should know that I will guarantee the sale of your present home at a price acceptable to you, or I'll buy it for cash. This guarantee will allow you to buy your next home without worrying about selling your present home. To find out how much you could sell your home for, call me at 213-880-9910 now. During the crisis, I want to remind everyone that we are offering free as a community service. We will uh, make sure that there is a video on YouTube for any property that you're interested in in downtown Los Angeles, most any property in LA, and uh, most properties in California and potentially other states as well. So if there's a property interested in and you want a video for it uh, for free, if it's not on YouTube, uh, we'll put that video walkthrough on YouTube for you. Just call 213-880-9910. So Bitcoin, billions, or busts. We're adding a third segment. This is part three because we didn't really elaborate as much as we need to on the bust and also the billions. Uh, I think we sort of covered the billions for the most part because I started off with the Bitcoin pizza story. So we already know that um, initially a Bitcoin was only worth, it was worth close to zero. It was only worth one twenty thousandth of um, a pizza. <laughs> That's right, you get two pizzas for 10,000 bitcoins. That's one twenty thousandth of a pizza. So bitcoin was worth virtually zero, much, much less than a penny. Uh, when it first came out. Today, Bitcoin is worth roughly $7,200 for one Bitcoin. Uh, And we should not get too bogged down by how much it is per Bitcoin, other than that it helps you make a billion dollars. If you had bought, um, say... $10,000 $10,000 worth of Bitcoin, as soon as they were exchanged, you would be a billionaire right now. That's right, $10,000 to become a billionaire. 
uh, $10,000 about, say, nine years ago, and you would be a billionaire today. That is a good investment of $10,000. So um, that kind of is all we need to say about the billions part. Currently, now that Bitcoin is at $7,000, you can do your own calculations to see how much money you would put it, need to put in right now to become a billionaire uh, 10 years from now. Okay? So you do want to calculate that if you haven't already. If you're not adding that up, you probably want me to add it up for you. So we'll give you just a quick and dirty calculation. Uh, if you put in... Say 100, 200, 300. Uh, let's say 25,000. Let's just give a quick and dirty amount uh, of $1 million. So today you would need to sell your million dollar home, put all that money, uh, live, you know, rent an apartment or whatever. Put the million dollars in to Bitcoin. Wait about five to ten years to get your whatever five hundred million to two billion dollars, roughly. Okay, that's a rough, quick and dirty uh, of what the situation is today. Okay, nobody can predict it a hundred percent. All we can do is get kind of close if everything kind of goes in the same direction over the next 10 years that it has gone over the last uh, 10 years. Okay? So, uh, other things, there's other things you can do to get your billions of dollars, though. If you play Bitcoin, the volatility, you can put in a lot less than a million and still come up with a billion dollars or you know, say 100 million, let's just say 20 million, because to most people, 20 million is, is a lot. And that's the number that I have cited before as a number to be wealthy, uh, especially if you live in Los Angeles or New York or Miami or Chicago or whatever, or London or, uh, you know, a major city. If you live in a major city, you need roughly $20 million per person to be well independently wealthy so that you have so you never run out of money and you can live a wealthy lifestyle travel wherever you want to go move wherever you want to go start a business uh, do whatever you basically anything you want to do and be free of the government whenever you feel like being free of the government be free of banks uh, and corporations when you feel like being more or less free from them so that's, uh, that's why you need the 20 million. So to get 20 million in Bitcoin, say 20 million to 2 billion, um, you probably only need to invest about $25,000 and just play it uh, by buying now when Bitcoin is relatively low on the chart and selling most of it when Bitcoin goes relatively high on the chart. So people who know, who've done some basic stock trading uh, know what that means. And then um, 
it's not too hard to figure out. You look at the chart, you see it going, uh, shooting up like crazy roughly every year and a half. And then you see it uh, falling like crazy roughly mm, a few months after that. Say six months after that. It varies, of course, but it um, is actually compared to a stock chart, compared to almost any chart, the Bitcoin has actually been more, chart has been more reliable for people who know charts and who are able to see and understand the Bitcoin chart, which only, I've only seen three people, three or four people in the world, including me, who can really see, identify, and understand the, the basics uh, of, the, of a Bitcoin chart. Um, if they try to look at it and they expect it to be exactly the same as a stock chart, then they're, they're not going to see. They're literally not going to see what's going on. So, and when I say see and identify, uh, th those are the key things that you need to do for a Bitcoin chart. So, um, the bust. I'm not even sure if I've even mentioned that in these three segment, segments, the bust. So we got to cover that thoroughly because uh, I did mention that people have said Bitcoin is dead, Bitcoin is dead, Bitcoin is dead. And then it shoots up, you know, a thousand percent <laughs> right after they say Bitcoin is dead. And then it keeps growing, <laughs> growing and growing. It'll shrink a lot and then grow uh, a lot more. So, we've got to tell everyone, that's why I did this third segment, we cannot leave that out, that Bitcoin will be dead, just like the dollar will be dead, the earth will be dead, you will be dead, I will be dead, everything will be dead. So we got to know when will Bitcoin be dead? Is it dead already? Will it be dead next year? Will it be dead in 10 years after Corey says... Um, to think about between now and the next 10 years, um, will it be dead in five years? So the answer is that if you expect Bitcoin to be dead between now and the next five years, I would give that at least a 50% possibility of Bitcoin being dead within five years from now. But dead meaning relatively dead. Uh, the chance of Bitcoin being pretty much dead or relatively dead um, 20 years from now, I'd give that about a, a more than an 80% chance. 20 years from now, Bitcoin being pretty much dead for all intents and purposes. Uh, 20 years from now, 80% chance. So people do need to know what is the lifespan of Bitcoin. Along with those chart watchers, I'm probably one of only a few people that really knows. Although people who really know Bitcoin, actually most of them know that Bitcoin has a limited lifespan because Bitcoin is technology-based. It's like the first of its kind. Bitcoin is the first successful cryptocurrency, the first successful blockchain technology-based cryptocurrency 
So you need to know what things will cause Bitcoin to actually die. Because we know people just, bloggers, saying that it's dead, does not kill it. Uh, so what does kill it? Uh, technology changing. So people using, people switching to Ethereum, people switching to Ripple, people switching to uh, Dogecoin, people switching to um, other coins that are newer technology. And if Bitcoin reaches a point, because Bitcoin can be changed and modified, upgraded, updated, it can be very updated. So if Bitcoin gets uh, replaced by something that does not have the same basic attributes, say it works totally differently. So like instead of what we have now that is based on this algorithm, based on blockchain, say, say it doesn't even use a blockchain, it uses something else. Say it uses a, a quantum computer, uh, it uses a quantum computer algorithm because Bitcoin has already been, basically the cryptography has been hacked by quantum computers. They have to use a, a quantum computer algorithm, but it's nothing like the current algorithm. This is totally different. Uh, that would more or less kill Bitcoin because you cannot, if it's totally different, then chances are there's just something else that has already been created uh, by somebody else before the coders, programmers, coders of Bitcoin uh, create something better than, than what they have because it's uh, done on a whole different, it's on a whole different platform using a whole different system. So that's, that's a completely different thing. So uh, that's what will kill Bitcoin. That's the most likely thing to kill Bitcoin. There's other things as well. The NSA uh, might be able to hack into Bitcoin and just, or Russia or China, and just start stealing people's Bitcoins. And then that will just kill it. It would probably it'd be replaced by something else that's similar to what we have now, something similar to. Bitcoin, there's no way of knowing those kinds of technical details. So that's the bust that the pro-Bitcoin blogs will just say, no, Bitcoin, some of them will, most of them will say that Bitcoin has its ups and downs, it has its benefits and drawbacks. So we mentioned most of the benefits and most of the drawbacks at this point. I've mentioned hacking, I've mentioned losing. I've mentioned uh, getting things uh, stolen. So, um, uh, taxes, the IRS, um, other governments. But the more they interfere with Bitcoin, it, uh, it reduces the value, and, but it also increases the value. So it stays roughly the same. The more any governments try to uh, make it illegal or mess with it because one of the benefits of Bitcoin is that it's hard to mess with it. It's hard to crack it, hack it, and it's hard to make it illegal. Because I mentioned you can just uh, uh, 
uh, write it on a piece of paper. So you can transfer a million dollars to to your uh, Swiss bank account without going through any American, you know, interference. You can transfer a million dollars to your Russian bank account or your Argentina bank account. Um, whatever you happen to be doing without any, you know, customs is not going to see it. They're not going to find your little tiny piece of paper that has the note on it. And then if you want to make sure that that Argentina uh, does not see that your million dollars that you're bringing to Argentina um, with you as you come in, you actually memorize it. You can convert your blockchain, your Bitcoin code number into words, a little story, and you just memorize the story. That way you don't need to bring it in with you physically, you don't need to email it, although if you were going to transfer a million dollars to um, to uh, somebody in Argentina, you'd probably just use like PGP or whatever encrypted email that people are using these days, and you just email uh, email it to them, or you just use whatever app that they want you to use. So there's uh, countless ways to get your million dollars over to Argentina or wherever you want it, Venezuela, wherever you want it to go. Uh, and that's why Bitcoin, the more governments try to interfere with people's privacy, uh, actually makes Bitcoin more valuable because it protects against that. So um, I think I've covered all the most important aspects of Bitcoin billions or bust. And uh, if you have any questions, just email me bitcoin at ntar.com, bitcoin at entar.com. Entar is E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, T as in Tom, A as in Alpha, R as in Romeo.com. All right, uh, thanks for listening uh, to the presentation. This is just my initial thoughts. No script here. Uh, as I prepare a 10-minute video, presentation video, it might be anywhere from 2 minutes to 20 minutes, this presentation video. Um, uh, about Bitcoin for, for beginners. Later on, you'll hear me do the same thing, only a little bit more advanced for intermediate Bitcoin users. And then you'll hear me do a, a fully advanced version, a third version for people that are very advanced and experienced with Bitcoin. All right. As I mentioned earlier, a property information packet on any loft, condo, or house is available upon request. And as a community service, we're offering free. We will, if there is no video walkthrough of the property, we will go do that for free for potential buyers and renters for downtown Los Angeles, lofts and condos and apartments, and uh, for most other places in LA and California. All right, thanks again for listening. I'm Corey Chambers in Los Angeles, your home sold guaranteed or I'll buy it. You take care, bye-bye.